Are you looking to level up your author business? Are you pounding your head against a wall, wondering what your next step should be? Then join me, Daniel Wilcox. And me, Sasha Black, as we haul ass each week in a bid to level up. Level up. Come along for the ride as we delve deep into the business of writing, craft, entrepreneurship, and every level of the author journey. This is the Next Level Author Podcast. Hello, yes. Achievers, and welcome to episode 33. 37, isn't it? 33. <laughs> Hello, Achievers, and welcome We've to We've done episode... this 33 times, and you can't get through an intro. <laughs> Fuck you. This is going mm-hmm. excellently. I'm leaving all of this in, by the way. Hello, Achievers, and welcome to episode 33 of the Next Level Author podcast, and I have post at the front door. Wow. A podcast where we hold each other to account and track our step-by-step progress as we level up our author businesses. My name is Danny Wilcox, and here with me every week is... Sashi Black. Yay! <laughs> Is the postman bin? Is that gone? Is that is that no, finished he, now? He's right there, but I think he's going to shove it through the door. I think he's going to stick. That's it in what the they hole, do. So it's fine. Yeah. Okay. We're going to get. <laughs> we're going to get a hole. Oh 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 oh! There we go. Yeah, this this is the difference between <laughs> uh, podcasting at night and podcasting in the middle of the day. I know. I know. Now I really want my post, but I don't think we should do an unboxing on the podcast. So, um, <laughs> how was your week? Weird. A weird week. It's been a roller coaster in many ways. Number well, it, basically, I've I've mixed up my routine entirely and actually got back into a routine because obviously I'm I'm researching and I'm writing a book on productivity. And as part of that, I found that I had to go back to basically living what I was doing when I was what I believe was at my most productive. So when I was in the full-time day job, all the different habits and tricks and things that I'd learned in order to make sure I was getting stuff done in the minimum amount of time possible. I've gone back into that. And the beginning of the week was good. And then uh, I think the stresses of moving and life and business and work and stuff have kind of taken its toll as the week's gone by. And now I'm exhausted. So uh, I think it's I'm, the I've got stuff the... that's had a an impact, but we can't really talk about that. So, you know, just no, going to be a dick mention. <laughs> <laughs> a-hole absolute yeah, a-hole absolute um, but the good a-hole. news is I don't actually have much planned in the way of anything this weekend so I'm gonna use that time just to decompress chill out and sort out some life admin stuff for the move how about you excellent, excellent. you know I'm just turning on the light because um oh that's so much better let there be light right now people can actually see my face if they're watching on YouTube as opposed to listening on their podcast um what was the question how was my week uh a difficult one you know it's like really really hard my week has been good so I've noticed a pattern with every nano that I get to around the 15th of the month so it's happened a little bit early this time but I think it's because I had less prep time uh and by prep I mean input so I always before I do a non-fiction book I consume everything I can possibly get my hands on before I then start outputting. And I didn't have as much time to do that before I started Nano this year. So I've ground to a, I ground to a halt yesterday. I would say I, I did my last thousand words yesterday and I think I'm at like 18 and a half thousand words, something like that. So I'm almost halfway through the book. Uh, and typically I always get, I struggle with the middle of any book, doesn't matter if it's nonfiction or fiction. Um, and it's not 
that I get blocked. It's the, I don't like the middle of any project. I'm, I start everything because I, I have real, really intense starting energy and I have really good finishing energy. I love finishing a project, but I always struggle with the middle of a project. And mm. um, so part of it's that, part of it's that I've output all of the stuff I've input and I haven't had any percolation time because Nano doesn't give you that nope. to um, like do the threading or like looking at the overview and stuff. So um, rather than allow my competitive nature to go, fuck it, you've got to carry on. Um, I stopped because I don't want to write shit books. And I know that the best process for me is to give my brain that percolation time. And I'm fine with that. And I probably only need a few days. So I'm I think probably by Wednesday next week, I should be back writing again. Um, but I've got a few things that I need to do. I'm looking at, um, no, I'm not going to talk about that. Um, ah. So yeah, how's my week been generally though? Yeah, I mean, it's just been another week and the weeks this year lie. It like, sums it up. <laughs> doesn't it? Like, it's like November. This week was the weakest January week there. I know, like it's, it's, this is just like every week is blurring into every other week and like every week is obscenely long and just going in a flash and I can't I think I need to do more meditation because I'm losing yes. time yeah mm -hmm. yeah I need to just ground remind me because that is going to be one of my tasks for this week yeah okay okay I, I will take that challenge as well oh okay <laughs> now it's comp competitive now it's who can do it the most in a row yeah <laughs> let's meditate till we die peacefully oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway so uh success of the week so we've started this and i've basically not actually done any preparations i'm not actually sure of the answers to half of the questions in our intro <laughs> do you mean our next level up of the week uh yes okay i have that do and you also that... have whether or not we have new paint friends <laughs> We do not have any new patrons this week, okay. but for anyone okay. that does want to become a patron, then just go over to patreon.com slash next level authors. Because I we thought did we did record... get a new one. Did we? Oh, we Wasn't it Holly? We did. Holly. Yeah, see, look at Holly. me. Holly. Sorry, we are we are all out of sorts this week. We, I, yes, honestly, you, we are so out of sorts. It's unbelievable. Let's do patrons and I think in a we minute. Haven't yet. Yeah, I think we also might not have announced Brett Jackson as a patron as well. We definitely have new patrons. We are so shit at organising yes. our lives. But Let's start with success side, of the week. Yeah. <laughs> wait, on the plus side, on the plus side. So we did record our first live Patreon episode last... No, th this week? I don't... What, what is the what? day? It was wasn't this week. <laughs> wait, go into my calendar. I'm sure, I'm it sure. This week. That, it I was this week. I can't believe it was this week. But Holy. Was this week. Oh my God. This is the I... longest week ever. Jeez. Yeah. You can so this is clearly a live example of where we're both at in life. Anyhow, let's power through. So uh, we oh, had a funny. handful of people, handful of people join us over onto a Zoom call. We chatted with other authors. We answered questions. We asked questions, and we just had it was it was for me it was a really really fun chat. It was a little over an hour, and it was it was just one of those sort of like no holds barred. Let's let's talk writership and everything else. And good group, fantastic group, and it uh, really hopefully. Was. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully, obviously, added value to those guys. Um, but we also put up the recording of that session for people who couldn't make it onto the Patreon feed. So if people want to access that stuff, we're doing that once every month. Uh, that's at patreon.com slash nextlevelauthors. And, and 
we were going to set new dates, weren't we? We haven't done that yet. We need to talk about yes, those. We'll, yes, we'll arrange new dates and then we'll post yeah. it up so people know. Um, and in terms of level ups, I mean, I've got seven in front of me. Are we just wow. doing one? I pick number four. Number four, yeah. which is Jure Anthony, who says she finished her first novel. Hell yeah, she fucking did. Which is a huge one. That is a that. huge one. Oh, I love my pick of the week. That was that was really really, and it was nice and just brief and to the point and just smashed. Yeah. Did it. Fucking done. Mic drop. She Boom, smashed done. it. Yes. Um, so yeah, congratulations, Jure. That's huge. And I've I've said this before, and I'll say this a thousand times more. Writing the end of your first draft of your first ever novel, I think, is one mm. of the most powerful moments as an author. I think it's it's that moment in which you know that you can do it. Yeah. And yeah. it unlocked so much for me. Everything after that moment got easier because it's like, well, I've done it once. It's like, it's the whole four minute mile thing. Like everyone thought it was impossible until one person could do it. And then suddenly hundreds of people did it. It's mm-hmm. just being, a, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a, such a powerful moment. So congrats, Jerry. Amen. Uh, patrons. <laughs> do we have new patrons, Dan? Oh, wait, are we not including the bit where we forgot everyone? No, we're going to pretend that we didn't do that and we're going to do it properly. Okay, you can bring that in again if you want to. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? I don't think I am because this is us and this is like how raw and like how much of a clusterfuck we are right now. And I just feel like people need to see the real us. (laughs) (gasps) Don't make that the Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I think he the Easter egg is going to be about t-shirts. Made it the Easter egg. I am a meal. Are you? That was our Patreon thing. You don't remember? You might want no. to cut this bit. <laughs> I don't remember. Carry on. This is okay. good fun for you to edit. <laughs> Who says I'm editing it? Right. Success. Oh, no, wait. Patrons. Do we have new patrons? Yes, we had two new patrons. We've got Brett Jackson and Holly Lyme. So thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you for joining us over at patreon.com slash nextlevelauthors. Are we re-saying the stuff about all of the group and the live? No. I don't know what's happening anymore. Oh, wait. Did we? We've done this. We've done patrons. No. (laughs) This is the messiest episode. (laughs) We have done in our fucking lives. Oh my god, I completely forgot that that's what we were talking about. We were talking about this. <laughs> I am so tired. What is going on? We have <laughs> fucked this episode up. Wow. We could just start the whole fucking thing again. <laughs> Do you think we should? I, I think people would enjoy this. That's the sad thing. <laughs> right, fuck it. Let's just roll with the punches. Come on. Okay. Thing of, thing of the week that you've enjoyed. Um, I'm going to do a self-shout out to an episode of The Great Writer's Share that's coming up in, it'll be, I think, two weeks' time. When this launches, it'll be a week and a half. Um, but I got to speak to Josh Malaman this week. And Josh Malaman, for people who don't know, is the author of Bird Box and Mallory and a whole host of other books um bird box having been made into a netflix feature film with sarah bullock sandra bullock and john malkovich fuck off i'm powering through um <laughs> but uh it, it was just one of those um quite surreal moments because i've spoken i've spoken to a lot of authors i've spoken to a lot of very successful authors um and josh Malaman's just one of those ones that for me is up there 
and he's someone that I've I've read his books, I've blitzed through them. They're <laughs> Sorry, fantastic. I'm just I'm ignoring everything <laughs> you're doing. Just right keep now. going. Just keep going. And uh, he was just he was just a down to earth guy, and we had such a for me it was a really powerful conversation about the the sort of universal language of story and sort of again that powerful moment of reaching the end um what it means to be a prolific and it was just it was just one of those sort of whirlwind hour-long conversations in which there were no breaks it never felt awkward it just it just powered through and I think that's one that I'm going to remember um for, for a long time so for people who want to listen to that interview that will soon be live on the great writer chef feed um but yeah it's it's one of my favorite ones I've recorded yeah that is pretty awesome you're back in the room now um, back in the room. Okay, so the thing that I have enjoyed this week is I have been recommended Fahrenheit 451 so many mm. times before, and I've never read Ray Bradbury. Um, and I was in a bit of a reading funk and struggling to 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 like get gripped by the first page of any book. Um, and so I took three upstairs and uh made my wife. I'm looking over there because that was where I was when I was trying to make a decision <laughs> and um anyway and I and she basically picked Fahrenheit 451 because it's short and she was like oh you'll get through it and that will be like an achievement so I was like okay I'll start reading that and fuck me he is amazing he is a fucking mm. master of prose and rhythm and cadence and like creepiness and, and unnervingness and he was he was like, I don't mean to be blasphemous, but he was basically a fucking prophet because like the book is so prophetic of how we are today and how society is. And it's, I don't know if I'm more unnerved by the creepiness of the writing or whether I'm unnerved by the fact it's so fucking scarily accurate to where we yeah. are today. Like it's actually slightly terrifying to think that, yeah, he was so on house into their like locked into their houses watching digital entertainment getting all of their agendas thrown at them through the tv and yeah fuck yeah it is it's quite uh it's unnerving. It, is, it is unnerving but it's also amazing to read some like i really needed something that was excellent and this is mm. excellent and yeah i highly recommend it because it is a schooling in in how to write really fucking powerful prose and so yeah i'm like i'm definitely taking a lot from it i definitely second that it's phenomenal <clears throat> yeah all right weekly confessional i need to go back and find where it was that i said i was going to take so <laughs> mine was to I haven't got yours. I know mine was to stick to my production schedule, to uh, continue running boot camp, and to. I feel like there was something that I am missing. I know one of them was. Um, oh, my mind's gone blank. Oh, keep uh, researching for the productivity book. And yeah, I think I could safely say that I've. No, oh, launched a website. Yes. Launched a website, I which I did. So yeah, I did that on Monday night. Um, I've continued through the week to tweak it and do bits and pieces, but the overall website was in a place in which it was ready for people Monday night. And uh, for anyone that wants to check it out, it is danielwilcox.me, so that M-E. Um, and I've basically now got two websites. I've got one which focuses mostly on my fiction because obviously I write a lot of dark fiction and things. So that's more for horror readers, post-apocalyptic readers and whatnot. And then this new website is for authors. So there'll be information there on books that I've written for authors um, podcasts like this one and then also I'm going to be start blogging and doing my coaching and services stuff through there as well so Daniel Wilcox stop me me 
Um, and Sasha will continue working on side characters, check, and either continue working on Trey or content planning. I finished content planning and made a whole bunch of decisions uh, around like next year and what I'm going to do. So I definitely, I didn't work on Trey, but that's, I think, because I did so much of content planning. It said either, you mm-hmm. motherfucker. I know, I know. Yeah, right. Comments. Comments. So last week's question was, why are you going to succeed? And as usual, there's a whole slew of comments and uh, I'll list just a few here. So Giorgio says, I will succeed as a full-time author because I feel deep down in every fiber of my being that this is what I'm meant to do. And I know that with my iron will and unwavering discipline, I will achieve that aim. I love that you stick discipline in there as well. It's not just some woolly idea of what you want to achieve. You're actually going to put the steps in to make it happen. Ida says, I know I'll succeed because I'm too hard-headed. Also, I actually like marketing and PR and networking. It comes from previous professional experience and unlike many writers, being super social. Once I get the writing thing down and perfected, I know I'll be okay. I have faith in myself and I have faith in you too. Kate Holdsworth says, I really appreciate Dan's struggle with this question. The best answer for me is that I'll succeed because I have achieved it in my top five strengths and and I will die trying. But like Dan, I feel okay with what I already have. No, I'm not making a full-time income, but I'm really happy. I get to stay at home all day and create. I can fit my writing around my life. When my daughter rang me with a stomachache one morning a while ago, I knew it was appendicitis and I was at the airport an hour later. So I, I absolutely love that. And then, of course, we had comments as well from Edwin and Meg. And yeah, thank you, everyone, for getting those in. Amazing. Thank you very much. <clears throat> so... <clears throat> You just mute your mic by coughing. I tried to mute and then cough, but obviously I'm now going to have to edit this bit out. You um, did that in yeah, I know. Damn it. <coughs> <laughs> oh, how long is this in so that I can find it? No, okay, right. So, minutes. <clears throat> question of the week: Is it actually twenty-five minutes in? Mm-hmm. Okay. Alrighty, so the question of the week, are you nervous? Because there are some questions that could be, that could really make you uh, hot under the collar this week, I think, I feel. There are questions which could potentially disband next level authors. (laughs) (laughs) Put it out there, there are are questions that could end this entirely, so. Wow, (laughs) wow. And I know what those questions are, so. You do, so be careful which buttons you press. How do you... No, I'm joking. Okay. All right. So the question this week is, how hard is it to be an indie author? So my gut reaction says, being an indie author has never in the history of humanity been easier. Being a successful indie author is a whole different conversation. Because, okay. okay, because you've got the tools are out there in order to publish whatever work you want to in whichever form, with whatever cover, however you want online. There's no there there is no friction. There is no barrier between someone sitting at home and wanting to be an author and publishing something online. It's it's incredible. It's it's pretty much how I got started by the fact that I looked for a process, discovered I can get my book on Amazon, and then just did it. Um, so I am asking. You want to expand? Okay. Yeah, I do. So I want to provide some realistic 
motivation to people. I've had a number of comments in the past week related to a question I posted on the Rebel Author podcast um, where people feel like it's too late, they can't be successful, it's too hard. And so I wanted to know from your perspective, how hard is it to be a successful indie author? You are living full time, fully self-employed as an author. So how hard is it? It is a challenge. Um, I'm trying to work out which direction I want to take this. So to successfully being an indie author and to have readers and to be in a position in which you're, you're making money, um, I think still that it is one of the easiest times in the world to do that because the internet exists. And there's, again, there's no barrier between you being able to read, reach readers um, I mean, you could you could post things on Wattpad and you can start to build a following on there and get other people to read you. And I think there are different levels of indie author success and it totally depends on what your vision of success is. If you, mm. if you want to have 10 people read your work and you can feed those and communicate those 10 people and that is all that you want, then absolutely fine. If you want to hit bestseller lists and get awards and things I think that's considerably different and a totally different strategy in terms of the game that you have to play I think if all that you want is enough money to outperform your day job I think that is achievable I think that or one of the things that I'm coming to a realization of over the past couple of weeks is not everyone has the the will and the desire to actually make it work and they like the idea of the dream over the process Mm. and that is where I think the real difficulty lays um, because there are endless tools, there are endless outlets, there are endless platforms out there in order to make your dream come true. And if we subscribe to Kevin Kelly's 1000 Truth Found theory, which for people who haven't read that is a short article online, I highly recommend that anyone looking to get into this kind of industry look at it. Um, it's basically the theory that you don't need millions of readers, millions of people to buy your products. What you need is a thousand people who will digest and consume everything that you eat every time, everything that you produce every time. And that is a much slower burn to build or can be a much slower burn to to build that audience. But at the same time, it's much more sustainable in the long run because it's easier to nurture a group of a hundred fans, a bit more difficult with a thousand fans. But if you've got these people coming into your ecosystem, loving what you're doing and every time you put something out you're buying something that's that's a guaranteed stable income and that's what things like patreon are doing with like subscription platforms that's what people are doing just like um i'm, I'm trying to think about other examples of platforms um but that etsy. is that is one way pardon etsy etsy yeah yeah people yeah just if you can if you can learn the strategies to bring people into what you're doing which I'll, I'll be honest, even if you're shit at marketing, I can guarantee you'll probably find five people minimum within a month that will love what you do because there are 7.8 billion people in this world and half of them at least have access to the internet and we have tools in which we can go out and seek different people and bring them in. And even if you're, and this is, I'm going to say this quite crassly, I don't mean it in this way at all, but even if your writing is shit and you're not happy and you think that you're not a writer, 
I can almost guarantee there's going to be people out there that would read what you produce or buy into you as a person and the journey that you're trying to take. And it's just, it's, it's, it's out surviving. It's just something that you were saying earlier this week. It's out surviving the other people that just don't have the willpower to last. If it's something that you really want, if it's something that you have dreamed your whole life of, of making happen, it is possible. I don't think, I don't think it's easy. I think it takes dogged determination just an idiotic focus and just a unwavering belief that what you're you're built for something and that this is going to happen and for me i know that a large part of what's kept me in the game so long is that i enjoy the process and i i see the growth in terms of my readers in terms of sort of people online and like the voices that are sort of listening a bit more and, and the the reactions to the stuff that I'm putting out there. And it's that slow growth because I think people forget that like I've, or don't realize that I've, I've been published since 2015. I've been writing since beginning of 2015, early 20, late 2014. And I, my journey goes back before that, but I'd say that's arguably when I committed to and thinking of this as an idea and you're, your Rebel Author group has been going for a few years now, hasn't it? Rebel Author started in 2017, but mm. I started writing Nano 2014. Yeah. With, same as you, with the intention of publishing. Yeah, and it's really it's really strange because you essentially have... For me, what I've seen is a lot of people around me as well who have been in this game from when I, when I began. Like, I came to them because they just published first novels. And it's only in the last year or two that suddenly they've blossomed and something has caught on fire and they, they started doing amazing things. And the only thing I can compare it to is do those plants that just look disgusting for seven years and just like withered and green, like just nothing. And then suddenly they blossom into this, this thing. It's having the patience to know that that's going to happen mm. because again, a lot of it's about strategy and a lot of it's about just absorbing yourself in this world, understanding how things are changing, how things are working, what the tried and true methods are, listening to other people, uh, for me, I've said this before, but like a big part of my journey is giving back to people and, and being generous with who I am. And over time, that pays back dividends and to a point you can get to a sustainable career doing this as an indie. I, I, I think that, again, define what your definition of success is to know whether or not you're going to hit that. But I, I don't think there's a better time to, to be an indie still. Still, I don't, I, not in any way do I think it's too late. I think for me, that is premonitory fear and just you're already setting you up for failure because you're already setting yourself up for failure because you're determining that there's a barrier there that you're not sure is true. Mm. Yeah, I'm completely. Yeah, no, I love that. I love I love that a lot. Um, yeah, I don't think that like I love everything that you said. I don't think there's anything I can come back on. Um, for me, I think there are there are a couple of things so broadly speaking the work required to become successful the the actual work so the mm. the doing the typing is not hard publishing is not difficult it's not technical it is not hard what is hard is the mindset and I think a recommendation to anybody listening who thinks they can't make it, it's probably to read Grit by Angela, is it Darkwell? Angela something. I, I, that one. 
I'll have to look it up. Um, and like the thing that is difficult is that it takes an almost violent determination to succeed. And if you doubt even for a second, you, you know, your fingers slip off that ladder. And that is what is truly difficult because there are times when you have to do the work that you don't want to do. And usually that is learning something new. I have to refresh my website. Do I want to do it? No, I fucking don't. Am I going to do it? Yes, I fucking am because I, I do the work and it's, you know, you have to both do the creative work even when you don't want to and you have to do the hard work, whatever that is for you, whether it's advertising, whether it's emails or something else, you know, you have to do the work that is hard and that is incredibly difficult because most of the time, you know, especially in the world today, we are all exhausted. The world is exhausting. Um, you know, most people have still have day jobs, you know, that people have responsibilities, they have families to care for, they have children to care for. It is fucking hard. You don't want to do it when you're tired. But um, I, I, every single cell in my body knows that if you want this bad enough, you can succeed. Mm. But you have to want it enough to sacrifice you know, and that's the thing, like, you can have anything you want in this world if you are willing to sacrifice other things. And, and like, that's the thing. And it's okay if you don't want to make those sacrifices, but you yes. also have to let go of the dream. And, you know, and I can't tell you what that dream is, but if it's a big dream, I can tell you, you're going to have to sacrifice something. Mm. So I don't think it's, you know, it's not hard to do advertising. It's not hard to look at whether or not the ad has been successful. It's basic math. And, you know, I, I don't, that's me saying that, who doesn't really like numbers, who doesn't really like basic math, um, but you can do it and you can learn to do it. And I think, you know, I think there are a few things. I think in order to be successful, you have to be willing to do a couple of things. One is to grow outside of your comfort zone so when you you know are uncomfortable or you feel like you know an area is you're not finding your readers or you're not making a good return on your investment then you have to be willing to learn and to stop to assess to review to learn to try again and to iterate and be willing to put unfortunately money on the line because that's mm. that's what this takes it takes investment in order to be able to get to where you are and I think the other thing is that so many people get very caught up on what being full-time means and <laughs> they put it on a pedestal and assume that it means eight hours a day writing books and it's just not that it's not that it's it's that for like maybe <laughs> 0.05% of indie authors you know i i can name maybe three people that that is genuinely what they do like there's so much more to this business and because of that like i think people get really uppity about 
creating other streams of income to then financially support them to be able to do the writing all day long like and I think that is the biggest mistake people make is that they just they don't want to do the work to earn from any anything else other than book sales and that's fine but you're probably and I say probably because it's not the case for everybody but you're probably going to take an awful lot longer to get to full-time status than you would if you just set up some other income streams those you don't have to you know, these income streams don't have to be time consuming. They just are paying for you to do what you want to do anyway. And so this is what I mean by people not wanting to, oh God, I don't know. I'm probably upsetting an awful lot of people right now, but I really feel like 99% of this business is mindset. And, mm-hmm. you know, like you were saying, st- starting out with the assumption you are what you believe if you believe it's too hard to be full-time then you're never going to be full-time it will be too hard exactly I don't believe this business is difficult there's a lot but it's not difficult it's not hard what is what is grueling is the for people who are not necessarily uh, wildly positive people, it's grueling to maintain self-belief and that violent determination. That is what is grueling because you you do hit setbacks. We hit setbacks constantly. You know, we get told no, we get rejections, we get um, things that go, we break things that we shouldn't be breaking like websites, you know, we, and, and, Yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm deeply, deeply connected to the violent determination. Like, I don't know, that that is what is hard. Um, But being an indie author, nah, we make shit up for a living. Like, this is not hard. Yeah, and there are, there is something to be said about, um, uh, I've said this to someone yesterday who completely ignores the advice, and that's their prerogative, but surround yourself with people who are living the life that you want to live maybe one step ahead of the journey people who believe the the vision that you do because I will say from experience that I I was able to make a living off of being a free-running coach for two three years nobody said I could I was able to uh, go from working an internship in a publications team to running my own business editing and proofreading nobody nobody like backed that up or, or believed that I could it was just like a fancy that people and I knew people were waiting for me to fail no one believed that the writing could lead to where it is now and like it was only in the fact that I'd seen people do it I was podcasting I was speaking to other people that were making it happen that were no different to me that that belief stuck with me and it was only once I started surrounding myself with people in this industry that things like became a lot easier to withstand all the negativity and all the the sort of just non-belief from everyone else like working in a company for a number of years in which people were aware that I was writing and that I was putting out books and it was just that kind of like oh that's nice like not that it was ever going to lead anything I I walked out of that place to become a full-time fucking author Mm -hmm. like that happened and this week I spoke to Josh fucking Mailerman on a podcast like that stuff and it's I don't I don't credit that down to a lot more other than putting in the work and Mm -hmm. making sure that I'm the best possible version of myself that I can be to help spread that message to other people and just uh, get that work. I will also say as well that I think you kind of touched on it, that being an indie author doesn't have to be being a full-time author. Um, Like I, I still counted myself as an author when I was, when I was working the day job. And that was 
me putting in an hour and a half, two hours every morning, sometimes in the evenings, like weekends occasionally. And that was never a problem because I, I enjoyed the work and it was what I wanted to do. And it's different now being full-time author. And just to give people a snapshot of one of my days this week, yesterday, um, I got up at six, went for a run, had my morning, just like, as, as I do with my new sort of routine, got to work at eight in the morning and then probably finished, wrapped up everything at about half nine in the evening. And that was a mix of writing. That was a mix of boot camping. That was a mix of sorting things for the Indie Fire presentation for Holly and Angeline and admin stuff like mailer lists sorting and design and more things on the website. And it was this whole mix of stuff. And like, I love every single one of those tasks because they're enjoyable for me and I have full control and autonomy over what I'm doing. But at the same time, that was a fucking long day. And today I'm very, very tired. So that is a glimpse into what a day could look like. And I'm, I'm not saying that's every day, but those days come. And sometimes you have to well, just dig in and go. Yeah. I mean, isn't it every day? Because I think there is no. some truth in that. I think that there I mean, may it be never stops. It, it never, yeah, you, like it never turns off in your head. Like, because there's no, there's no salary safety blanket. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely work more hours now than I ever worked when I was employed. So Mm -hmm. I I would definitely say that that is another addition to what is grueling. But I make the choice to do that because I want to increase my income. If I was happy with my income where it is now, and it's a really good income, then I wouldn't work as many hours as I want to work. But I have lofty goals that I definitely will you know, achieve. And therefore mm-hmm. I will continue to work all of the hours <laughs> until I get that when I will then set loftier goals. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so yeah, I suppose you're right that, you know, it doesn't have to be that way, but I would, I would definitely say that is one of the things that is tough. You do have to work. I think a lot early of hours. On as well, you need to put in your foundations to, for it to all pay later. That's one of the reasons I know that I'm working my ass off because I know that at some point this is all going to pay back. I and mean, then I can, step off the gas a little bit and just yeah yeah not even just to work less but to work more on particular things that really bring me joy right exactly yeah yeah and for both of us that is changing like you can see it in the financial growth you can see it in the audience growth you can see it across the board and the only reason for that is we did the fucking work (laughs) Alrighty, how are we leveling up our businesses this week I'm going to meditate yeah, me seven too. days this week. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know about seven days. I'm not committing to it's that. It's like 10 minutes, Sasha. I am Fuck not committing hell. to that because I will forget I to do it. Okay, that's cool. I'm just going to Seven times, I'm going to say, because then that means if I've forgotten one day, I can do it twice the following day. <laughs> I'm going to meditate seven times this week because that does generally bring me calm and I've not done it in ages. Um and I'm just, I'm going to keep it simple this week and just say that, well, no, number one, I've got to finish a presentation. Uh, and number two, I'm going to stick to the production schedule because I, I am in one of those positions where I need to pull my foot off the throttle a little bit because I'm moving house soon and there's lots of stuff. So nice I, and simple. I am also going to meditate, although I am not going to be specific about the amount. Because um, you can't keep up, babe. <sighs> <laughs> Trying to appeal to that competitive side. And it instantly made me want to jump on the game. <laughs> <laughs> I hate how much you can manipulate me. It's so annoying. Um, now I'm like, well, I'm going to meditate eight times. <laughs> no, no, 
No, you no I'm not. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're such an actual mother. I can't wait to listen back to this episode. And I like that there was a nice serious part where we answered the question. Yeah. But outside that was utter chaos. Yeah. Right. I'm Love still it. not going to. Um, I am not jumping on that game. I'm going to meditate at some point this week. And um, I'm going to work on my website. Mm, good one. That's it. I'm only going to do those two because um, I do have loads of other shit that I need to do. But um, that's the one I really want to get done. So, cool. okay. Audience question of the week. How hard is it to be a successful indie author? And we will see you next week. Bye, bye. bye now. Hungry for more? If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more of my angelic accent and Dan's dulcet tones on our other podcasts. For more of me, check out the Great Writer Share podcast. For more of me, listen to the Rebel Author podcast. We'll be back next week holding each other to account as Dan and Sasha become Next Level Authors. <laughs> That'll be a t-shirt. What, NLA? NLA. It's far too positive for me. NLA? NLA. Yeah, but what about, like, you know, hashtag world domination? You have more than one t-shirt. Fine, let's have all the t-shirts. <laughs>